It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Amazing. Uh, Taryn is off this week. He's studying for the bar exam. Everybody wish him luck. The New York Metropolitans. Oh, my goodness. I'm recording this. This is, I mean, the, the basketball game is still on. This is minutes after the uh, the walk-off on Sunday night. And what a walk-off it was. Oh, my goodness. You know, we, we could say it over and over again, how, how special and exciting and, and, and just relentless and resilient. And, oh, God, they, you know, we could go on forever talking about this team. But it's, it, it, it's just, it's uncanny. You absolutely, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if Adam Adovino throws a, just a, an absolutely unnecessary pitch to, uh, to Castellanos, uh, three run homer puts the Phillies ahead late. Yeah. Even the ESPN broadcast who was, um, you know, I like Coney. I like Eduardo Perez. I really do. Carl Ravitch, maybe I, I, again, you know, I'm in, I said it on Twitter. I'm in no position to judge. They're sitting in a booth working for, uh, the quote unquote world worldwide leader in sports. I'm sitting on my fucking couch, but, um, you know, even as a kid watching Sports Center in the mornings, and you know, I was the Sports Center era. Anyone my age it, it can can attest to that. Yeah, I just wasn't much of a Carl Ravage fan. No, it, it is what it is. It's nothing personal against the guy, but yeah, on Sunday night that was um, a little painful at times, uh, a little a little pushed. Um, I think ESPN could do much better, and you know, I, I I'd like to say that's not a knock on Carl Ravage, but. And in the same breath, we're spoiled. We we have the best, one of the best, arguably the best booth in the majors. There are a handful of others that are just terrific. But, you know, Gary, Keith and Ron are just the best. They're, they're gems. Even if it's just two of them, it's still outstanding. Even if, you know, even on the nights Gary's not there, it's still just a, a, a first class booth. And, you know, whenever there's national games, it's, uh, it's a tough listen most of the time, but um, yeah, this we had two of them this weekend. But yeah, the ESPN one was tough. But yeah, enough about the booth, man. That was that was some game. I mean, it was really it was some weekend. Um, <laughs> Carlos Carrasco, I still feel bad for Carlos Carrasco. I mean, the Mets pulled off a win on Friday, but came out at eighty-five pitches, had a just a terrific evening. Um, looked looked great. Wasn't really striking out a bunch of guys, but pitching the contact, getting out of trouble when it came up. Um, you know, he, he's been everything the Mets could ask for. He's been some ups and downs, but, uh, you know, he's been solid. And then <laughs> Jason Shreve comes in and uh, gives up a, a big home run to, to, uh, to Garrett Stubbs. And once again, you know, as we saw later in the weekend, uh, the Mets were undeterred. They, they, they flipped the switch. They turned it back on and, and off they went. Another win. Um, they were able to, uh, I guess, get back on their uh, win after a loss streak, which was uh, halted 
in um, in their previous series. Uh, but, you know, then you go into Saturday and Taiwan Walker, who's been outstanding. Uh, I guess he had a little slip up earlier on in the season. And since then, he's been he's been great. Um, on Saturday, I said it on Twitter and oh, boy, that turned into a fun thing. And he had a, a fun little visitor uh, for follower burner account that was created this month uh bugging all day oh uh, well what is uh well, what was what, what about his stuff wasn't so great well it's not necessarily his stuff wasn't great um he's still very effective what i noticed just again very amateur outside perspective was that um the splitter which has worked so well for taiwan walker this year and it's been so effective and it's kind of let the rest of his pitches really flourish um, it wasn't as sharp. It wasn't as crisp. And if you looked at StatCast uh, after the game on on Saturday or on Sunday, I was looking at it on Sunday morning, um, his spin rates, or at least, were, were, were slightly down from season averages. You know, it, again, I'm not a I'm not an expert. I'm not. We don't have all we have is very basic data, and just from that basic data, it looked like Tyrone Walker didn't have his best stuff. Um, there was a lot of traffic on the base pass. Uh, he was, he lost command of the strike zone completely towards the end of his outing, but, um, you know, kept even without his best stuff, he kept it together. He got the job done and, and really, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Um, and once again, the Mets turned on the offense and it was, it was no big deal. I mean, this, uh, this team just hums right along. It, it, you can have, we talked about it on the show last week, me and Taryn, you know, you can have guys have ups and downs, but it, it doesn't matter because someone else is going to pick them up. It's just, it's, um, it's still taking some getting used to. It's just so much fun to watch this ball, this ball club. Um, so watching the Yankees on Sunday, watched a bunch of the Yankees this weekend because the Mets were on at night. The Yankees were on during the day. They're playing the Rays. That's always a fun series. Wasn't a whole lot of action, but I noticed the, um, I guess a big difference between the approaches in what we see in the Mets and, and what the team across the town is doing. Um, so the Yankees are down two in the ninth. Uh, they have the bottom of their lineup up, the bottom of their, uh, their batting order. So it's uh, Kiner Falefa. <laughs> I always want to call him Lee Trevino for the old golfer, but it's Jose Trevino and Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, of course, he's having a very, really, really tough season, but he is a a, a threat at the plate. Um, you know, even if he's hitting one seventy something, wherever he's at right now, I think he's going to OPS under six hundred, which is uh, never good. But you know, I think we've all seen if Joey Gallo's on, he's a he's a force and he's a very streaky guy. But um, you know, you want to get guys on base for jo- Joey Gallo, and then of course the the lineup turns around after Gallo, but. You know, you got the Yankees have uh, Kiner Falefa and and Trevino going up there, you know, taking big, big hacks early in the count. Um, you know, what's a solo home run going to do at that point? It, I just it, it's something that you don't see from the Mets and you haven't seen this year. You know, you live by the sword, die by the sword. And, you know, you live by the home run, you die by the home run. And I think we talked about that earlier in the season where. You know, and the Mets still really aren't hitting home runs. I think they're towards the bottom of the of the barrel as far as uh, power output in the league. But you know, 
what's going to last? What's more sustainable? Everyone's like, oh, there's no exit velocity. There's no home runs. That's not sustainable. Oh, well, you know, the Mets are still scoring runs by the boatload and they're still in first place by a fucking whole lot. Um, you have to kind of think that, oh, the Celtics just won. They're going to the finals. Good for them. It's a nice team. I, I you know, defensive has got them so far, but you have to wonder uh, if Tatum's going to show up every night. He's a star. He's absolutely a star. Um, Al Horford, fun, fun player. You know, this isn't a basketball pod. And by the way, Parlay J is going to be on in the second half. So we'll be able to, uh, to get into that a little bit, I'm sure. But back to the Metsies. Um, just the approach, the, the, the even keel vibes, the, uh, uh, the we, I mean, we just talked about it, the never say die mentality. You know, swinging for the fences, you could, oh, we're going to go get them, but we're all going to try and hit home runs. That's not going to pan out. String together base hits. Play small ball if you have to. You know, I know there's a lot of detractors to bunting. There's a lot of detractors to, to small ball. But, you know, we've kind of seen it work um, when, when needed, at least over the first, you know, two months of the season or so. Uh, almost two months. I think we're at like seven and a half weeks, something like that. But, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot to be said for what the Mets are doing right now. And, you know, when you need – doubles or home runs, you know, this team can pull them out. Look at what Jeff McNeil did on Saturday, you know, big three run home run, um, really set the tone for the rest of the night. Kind of, well, of course, put the Mets ahead and just really, I mean, we talked in the last show about what Jeff McNeil has been doing in his numbers, but you know, when, when you can have anybody come up in the lineup and we'll talk about it in a second when we get to Sunday, but you know, all right, it's your turn. Let's go. Go win us a ball game. Go change the tide for us. Let's go. On Sunday night, it was Nick Plummer. And again, it's after, you know, that game was lost. I was already writing up my notes for, for this show. And I had it right here. More wins, tough loss Sunday. That's literally at the top of my list right here. You know, and shame on me, I guess, for counting these guys out. But fuck it. This is after three decades or so of, uh, of being used to, oh, that's it. That's another loss. I guess it takes some uh, some adjusting, but you know this team pulled it off again and did it against the Phillies and and uh, our buddy Kyle, of course, uh, Mets fan 04 on uh, on Twitter, who's uh, of course contributed to the Apple as well. <laughs> What's up, Kyle? Um, just you know, doing it against the Phillies, doing it against whoever. You know, they're they're not going to go out and win every game. This is their first sweep of the. Series of the, of the season, by the way. First series sweep. Um, you know, they're not going to go out and win every series, but they're going to win most of them where we've seen that. And this is even when the pitching staff is depleted. Offense has been up and down. I mean, you know, you have four legitimate all-star caliber guys and you have incredible depth, but, you know, you have guys who you're counting on that really haven't been performing in some areas. You have your Dom Smiths, who's still kind of, sluggish at the plate. J.D. Davis just seems to almost be coming out of it. You got to hope that's coming. Eduardo Escobar, big walk-off hit on Sunday. Um, big four for five game in San Francisco. Against San, uh, yeah, against San Francisco this week. Um, you know, there, there's – it's a long season. There's a lot to – a lot of baseball left to play. Guys who aren't hitting well, 
they will come around. Guys who are on fire, they're going to slow down. They're going to come back. Look at Lindor. Lindor, we talked about Lindor's, uh, I think, our last three episodes. It was Lindor's slide, Lindor's resurgence. And, you know, he has been carrying it through the weekend. Just outstanding stuff. Um, everyone is each other's crutch. It's, it's beautiful. There's absolutely nothing to... I mean, we could always find something to complain about, but there's, you know, there's really not much. I'd love to see some bullpen help brought in. I think that would be extremely helpful. I think we're trying to, we're starting to see the, uh, the, the, the holes. And of course, losing Drew Smith is going to be a, <clears throat> a, a very tough blow. Hopefully that's not for too long, but as one with experience with broken fingers, I can tell you that that top portion of, of any, not just your pinky, of, of any of your four fingers. I mean, my both of my thumbs are crooked as shit, too. But um, that, that top knuckle, it, it's very tough to reset that because there's just not much there. You know, you really got to break it and put it back. And, you know, that that might necessitate surgery. Um, I, I'm no doctor, but again, I, I've smashed a few fingers and a couple of toes as well um yeah yeah that's that might be a tough one and that's a shame because he's been very very important to this bullpen uh you're starting to see weaknesses emerge whether it's out of whether it's shreve um you know these guys aren't always going to be on their game and i guess i don't want to repeat myself but it's it's baseball there's ups and downs there's peaks and valleys but with Drew Smith, um, he was doing so well at limiting the downtimes, and that's so important. And his stuff was just so good that, you know, even on a rough night, he could still pump 95, 96, get it up to 97, 98 if he has to, and, and just, you know, get by. And I think that the staff and even this roster, offensive side too, there's a lot of guys who just – We'll keep on plugging away and get by. I think, you know, how many times a night do we see a really, really good long at bat? And I hate to go back to the Yankees, but, you know, I think there was like a four or five pitch at bat. And they're like, oh, what a great at bat. And he threw up a single. And, it, you know, yeah, it should be celebrated. But I think, you know, this team has bigger visions, has more consistent visions than, than other ball clubs do. You know, I, I watch a lot of baseball. And I think the Dodgers are a team that you can look at and be like, wow, like everyone in that lineup is just going up there, ready to hit, knowing the situation, knowing what's going to help the ball club. Um, and I think really that's the you – know, I, I like the Padres. I just don't know if they're going to be um, standing up to, to a long season. You know, if they get Tatis back, if Machado keeps on playing as he is, Grisham comes around. It's a, good, it's a really nice roster. But, yeah, if I'm, if I'm the Mets, I'm, I'm – keeping an eye on the Dodgers all year because that's a scary, scary team, man. That's a good team. I know a lot of people, oh, yeah, we Mets shouldn't be worried about the Dodgers. I think they should be unless someone takes them out in a previous round. If, you know, the Mets want to go to the World Series, chances are they're going through Los Angeles. I don't see anyone knocking them off. The Mets are going to have to. And then that's, that's fine. I think that this team is well prepared to do so, but – Overlooking the possibility, or, or at least overlooking that team and saying, nah, 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 it's just a bump in the road. Uh, I don't know. But again, there's a long way to get till we get there. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to uh, hang out with Paul AJ for a little bit. We're going to talk about the uh, 
the wagering side of the sport and kind of how, how things are, are falling into place since, uh, since gambling has gone mainstream. Hang tight. Be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. Uh, our buddy Jerry is back, a.k.a. Paranormal Base, a.k.a. Parlay J of Dimers.com. A lot of names. Yo, Jerry Exotic. We got... Uh, the original Juice brother. We got Jay Sharp. Oh, we got them all, bro. How's it going, man? Not so bad, man. Not so bad. You know, it's uh, it's definitely I'm definitely getting a lot more into baseball now. You know, and basketball's winding down, so it's uh, it's it's been an interesting season so far. I'll tell you that. Yes, I think I I was just watching. I think we were both just watching the end of uh, Boston Miami, which was a fun series, up and down. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy, you know, my bets didn't hit, but I'm just happy it was a close game, uh, hard fought towards the end because these blowouts have been snooze fests. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I was I, I was talking to myself in the first half and and I'm wondering if Jason Tatum is going to show up for a, for a whole series. Yeah, but it, it's, uh, it's interesting because like the Celtics just have, you know, so they have a lot of dynamics where they, you know, Jalen Brown can go off one game. Tatum can be like more of like a triple double threat. Uh, Al Horford has been knocking down some threes, you know, Marcus smart stepped up today until the end where you started missing everything, but uh, they just have a lot of, it's going to be a really good, a really good finals. I think, but the, the war, the, the warriors are the same way. You know, anybody can step up. Clay can step up. Steph can step up. Jordan Poole could come off the bench and step up. Like, I think this is going to be a really entertaining finals after a miserable playoffs to watch as a fan. <laughs> and you know, seeing Golden State get back there and kind of the the the, the ups and downs that they've been through, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I mean, and then the Celtics have a lot of homegrown talent too. It's it's really it's nice to see that you know some of these created uh, big threes, as they say, big fours. You know, now we have some homegrown talent in the, in the finals, so that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um. You know who I like? Who the Celtics went out and got this year? I like Derek White. And he had a decent playoffs. He's really filling in nicely for, I guess, what however he's needed. Last two games, he really stepped up, but especially from three pointer. You know, he's uh, he's definitely a good backup point guard to have when Marcus Smart, you know, is either injured or comes out of the game. He's uh, 
definitely a special player. I like them, you know, I always liked his three-point volume. I always thought he more of a three-point player. He's looking more like a facilitator, uh, more complete game. So he's definitely uh, going to be fun to watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun watching the second units come in uh, for the next series. Very much so. I'm hoping uh, Robert, uh, Robert Williams is more of a, of a force. He wasn't really. Um, yeah, he's yeah, banged up. He's you know, banged he up. Banged up. And, <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, Horford, man, Horford, he's playing like he's back at U of F, man. He's so much fun. I'm telling you, and I love, I love a good stretch four. Like I, I just love <laughs> someone that can just really open it up and and knock down some threes. So uh, we'll see what he does in the finals. Let's see how the uh, the Warriors defend that. It's tough. I like. I mean, Kerr's Kerr's good. I think that um, even Draymond on the floor is like having another coach out there. Oh yeah. At this at this age, you have to wonder if he can how how long how much he could be out there. But uh, I'm sure for the finals, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, Dray- Draymond's looked a little rough. He's look he's looking his age. He's not the uh, the player he was. I mean, he was looking good this season, and you know what? Yeah. Father time's catching up, and it's been a long season for them. A lot of competitive games, and uh, he's he's starting to look a little tired out there. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, what do they start on Tuesday, Wednesday? Uh, I believe Tuesday, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah, that they better rest up. Maybe maybe Wednesday. Maybe you're right. I got I got to look. Al Horford. Al, Al Horford's going to be chilling. Now, actually, no, it, I shouldn't say that. I think he had a family loss in the last few days, so I'm sure he has a, a busy schedule ahead of him. But oh, anyway, yeah. I mean, any of these guys who are advanced age, you know, rest up and well, you don't get these chances very often. Oh, yeah. But uh, let's let's bang around with the Metsies. Speaking of not getting these chances very often, um, this team is different, huh? How about that? We're on pace for 106 wins and we just had our first sweep and we're entering June now. (laughs) (laughs) We just got our first sweep of the season. If you would have told me that Memorial Day weekend, the Mets would be getting their first sweep of the of the season. I'd say we're in last place. Yeah. No, instead, they're, uh, you know, what, eight games up, eight, nine games up. It was it was eight and a half. So it's got it. Yeah, it's nine nine. now. And uh, I think they're two games back of the the 86 Mets pace, which was 108 wins and winning two out of three for the whole season. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's it's something else and someone else stepping up. You know, but the the Mets have been doing they lose a game. Uh, I think they only lost back to back once this season. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it's twice. I think they 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 followed up every loss with a win except for twice. So right, I think it's 15, fifteen and two or fifteen, yeah, fifteen and two now. That is a, a trait. That's a characteristic right there. That, that's not uh, that's not a coincidence. Uh, these guys are just bouncing back. They they know you know they don't want to get into a, a losing streak or a negative mentality. They come out the next game and they're firing. And you know what I'm really impressed about. I was worried when Edwin Diaz blew that game, that big comeback the Mets did. I was like, yeah, this reminds me of like when he blew that big game against the Dodgers, gave up a whole bunch of runs. And I'm like, he was mentally shot after that. He came back and got a nice save. And I'm like, all right, this is different. This is definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this group is, is able to turn the page so much easier than other Mets teams have been able to in the past. Like you've seen a bad inning or just uh, an untimely home run or out the home run he gave up to Cassianos on Sunday, you know, that, that would have just, all right, guys, let's just mail it in games over. Let's try and win tomorrow. But no, I mean, every time this team comes across any, any sort of adversity like that, where, Oh yeah, you know, the odds are, are up against them. You know, they're heavy underdogs at this point. 
Um, they don't care. You know, oh, what are we at? Nine outs left? Let's score some fucking runs. I mean, it's just it's it's unlike nothing we've really ever seen here. And it's 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 fun. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, different guys are stepping up, like like I said before. And now we get a guy who gets his first major league hit. It's a game tying home run in the ninth inning. I mean, that's missile. a fucking missile. <laughs> I keep on cursing. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, it's it really is nuts. And you know what? <clears throat> Got a fun fact for you. I don't know, don't know if you know this. Who was the last Met to have his first career hit as a home run? <sighs> You're never going to get this. I'll, I'll give you a hint if you want, like, years range. I, I want to say Mike Jacobs, but I don't even know if it was. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't even a position player. Oh. Oh, geez. And it was 10 years ago to the day. To the day? To the okay, day. Okay, wait a second. So we're in 22. John Neese? Nope. Tyler I'll Pill. Give, I'll give you one last hint that's going to pretty much narrow it down. He's on the coaching staff. Oh, shit. Hefner. Hefner got his first career hit, and it was a home run as a Met 10 years ago to the same day. That's awesome. That's I, I vaguely remember the home run. I remember Hefner pitching for the Mets. He was terrific, and then he hurt his elbow. I I only vaguely remember the home run, but that was a, that was ten years ago today. Holy shit! Burkhart was in the middle of uh, like an interview, like one of his things that he was doing, and then uh, all of a sudden he's like Gary. He like he wanted to take it away for because it was uh, a crazy moment. He had a, a nice shot too, but uh, what, what a, ten years to the day? That's just so odd. And that was the last time a Mets. First hit was a home run. It's First happened 14 times in the franchise history. Wow. Now, I, I want to say maybe I was off on Jacobs. I don't know if Jacobs had a home run in his first at bat or his first hit was a home run, but I know he went on an unbelievable tear like his first week. I think he hit something. nine home runs that September or something like that. And then yeah. we flipped them for Delgado. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great move, too. Because Jacobs didn't do much and Delgado was a piece. Yeah. I, like that season, I was watching, you know, uh, Jacobs and I'm like, this guy's going to be a star. He's slugging the ball. And then, you know, we flipped him for Delgado. Delgado ended up giving us uh, two elite seasons. Uh, and then Jacob Jacobs never panned out at all. No, no, he, um, you know, I think he had a couple of nice games against the Mets, maybe while he was still with Miami. And I want to say maybe he went somewhere else. I just don't remember, but um, yeah. Uh, Delgado was a big piece. Then the Mets had a first base issues a few years later between that. <laughs> Ike Davis and uh, and and Duda. Yeah. Ike Davis was supposed to be like the guy. Oh yeah, I thought he was. You know, the glove was there, the the bat was there, and then uh, Duda was an outfielder. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that those were some special times that we we have some memories of uh, the past Metsies. Oh man, I think uh, what what year was Daniel Murphy led the team in home runs? I think he had twelve. Yeah, that was the year when the, that. What what year was that? Was that the year that the? It might have been thirteen or fourteen. I think it was, I don't think they moved the fences in yet. I think it was before that. It might have been. Oh, possibly. Hold on. I think they moved the fences in in 2012. Okay, so maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna look up 2011. See what we got, dude. It's all a, it's all a haze, man. That was just a, a like a black haze. Yeah, that those those next teams <laughs> after after uh, Carlos Beltran had 15 home runs in 2011. David Wright had 14. Jason Bay had 12. I didn't even know he had that many. Lucas Duda <laughs> had 10. Man, what a different era. 
It really, you know, it different times. Ike Davis hit 32 in 2012, though. Yeah, I remember that. Then Duda uh, followed up a few years later with 30 himself. Yeah, and then the, the Valley Fever. Oh, man. <laughs> I still feel bad for Ike Davis, man. I was at spring training. I mean, this was probably one of the only times I went down there. He hit a ball over the scoreboard in Port St. Lucie. I don't know if you remember the old field there, the old setup. Over no. the scoreboard in Port St. Lucie. Just unreal. Yeah, I got to make a trip out there, man. I've, I've never been to Met Spring Training. Oh, really? No, I did it. I guess when we were kids, um, it's fun. It's cool. Like, you know, I think now I would enjoy it a lot more. But, uh, yeah, just finding the time is a little tough. I'm getting at the age where I got to start looking into fantasy camp for all the old timers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that would be, I think I would have a real, I, I would have a lot of time. I would, I think I'd have a lot of fun there. Just again, it's a matter of finding time. Oh yeah. I don't think I've taken my family on a vacation. Imagine me going to my wife, be like, Oh, I'm going to Mets fantasy <laughs> camp for a week. See you in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's two weeks. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Like, just call me if you need anything on. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so um home runs have kind of evened out i guess on the uh on baseball's front i don't know if it's the warm weather i don't know if it's something more nefarious but have you been taking advantage on the on the parlay side yeah so home runs are definitely picking up and it's but it's just a matter of uh it's got to start making more sense like you, you i'll i'll bet on a guy who's five for 12 with two home runs against the the pitcher and he won't hit a home run but you'll have a uh a guy batting eighth uh, hit two home runs for his first two career home runs or something like that. Uh, you know, oh, Jack, you're talking about Jack Zawiski. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Cause you know what? I was looking this week. I'm like, watch, I bet you hits a home run today. And he did. They had to like review it, but they actually got one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a little, a little rough, but I, I went, I bet Otani today to hit home run. He was plus 300. I got that. I, but I part, I also parlayed him with uh, Schwarber thinking that, this is what Schwarber has done to me before, where I think he's going to hit a home run, especially off uh, Taiwan Walker, where who he dominated. He has five against. He just hits home runs like it's T-ball off him. And um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll uh, so I'll say, you know what? He didn't get it this game. Now watch, he's going to get it the next game. I bet him today. He didn't do it again. So now I'm done with him. He's <laughs> kind of glad he didn't do it though. <laughs> um, it, it's it's cool that I think stars like the like actual like bona fide stars are having like bona fide star seasons. Like you could look up and down like the OPS leaders and the home run leaders. And it's like, you know, your your Mike Trouts are back in there and, and Manny Machado's having another big year. And, you know, it, it it's almost like, you know, you, you, by the summertime, by the time I guess summer's really in full swing, you, you're going to have like your, your regulars back in the mix as far as who you can expect big nights from. And I think that can, but that might play well for the betters. Yeah, I'm just worried about it's I have this crazy theory. I I feel like they they are mixing in juiced balls here and there. Like they obviously it's it's a dead ball right now. They all the hitters are complaining about it. You'll see a guy hit a shot and the announcer's going nuts and it doesn't even hit the warning track sometimes. Uh and then other days it's across the league. It's not it, it would make sense if it was just one or two games, maybe the air is thin or whatever. It's across the league. You'll see a spike in home runs one day, and then the next day, it's just it's not there. So it's very inconsistent. I I, I don't know. I don't put it past uh, major league to be uh, messing around with the balls, experimenting, seeing uh, if people are enjoying the games, ratings, this and that. But it's it's definitely inconsistent right now. I think even taking the um, 
taking the new mainstream of, of gambling into account that, you know, oh, well, you know, let's 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 cater to these new people who are betting on new things. And I think we saw it early on in the year where home runs were up on the weekends and down during the weeks. And whether that be get people in the stands on weekends or even just for the for the, you know, Saturday, Sunday, couple of cocktails during the day gamblers, you know, oh, hey, let's bet home runs. Oh, look at all the home runs that are getting hit. Let's get in on this. Whatever the angle might be, there's so much money at play that, you know, just pick one. It's funny you mentioned that because I told uh, a few people about it. I think the weekends are when they're put in, they're inserting these different balls in because yeah. it, it seems like it's a big spike. And then the weekdays, it's just like, well, you know, uh, you might have a couple of good games with home runs, but the weekends, the ball's flying. Yeah. Yeah. I, we were doing, um, I, of course, our, our buddies, uh, uh, Bradford, William Davis, and uh, Dr. Meredith, Meredith Wills, who, of course, had the study last year, just talking to them on Twitter um, over the first few weeks of the season. And yeah, we like, you know, it was easy to point out like, boy, Friday, Saturday, there was 40 home runs, but from Monday through Thursday, there was only 65 or 70. Like, yeah what's going on here. And then it kept on happening. So, you know, there's, there's certainly, you know, it's more, uh, more guessing and more hypothesizing for, 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 for people in our position. But, you know, I think get a few of these current baseballs in the hands of people who know what they're looking at. And, Oh, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, information that we could find out. And, and it, for me to say it is, is a big deal because <clears throat> I'm, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to put the tinfoil hat on much. And uh, especially with like basketball, everybody's like obsessed with the theory that um, the NBA is, is controlling the props. And uh, and I, I get it because there's sometimes it's like, whoa, like this is it's the, the lines are, are sharp and they're just coming under on some of these plays. And this guy's fouling out when he's a point away from his total, like stuff like that. I get it. But uh, oh, this is like pro sports worst nightmare. Oh, forget it. it it's it's really and it, it's it's sad for the players, though, because they get a lot of heat. I mean, they're going to get even more now. Gambling's going to be more widespread uh, and they're getting death threats. You know, they're getting a lot of uh, nasty DMs and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of sad. Terrible. That's awful. But all I could do in my position is just try to promote uh, positivity and not bashing. You don't see me. You could see you see my Twitter account. I don't call uh, players names. I don't say anything like that because uh, these guys are human beings at the end of the day. Like I, I've spoken to a few players, like just as a fan, like, you know, they Marcus Stroma was one of them. I used to talk to him all the time on Twitter. He always answered me nicest guy in the world. Uh, and these guys, you can see they're human beings. You know, it's uh, it's sad when they get these regular got couch potatoes, uh, slobby guys that are probably haven't played since little league and they're saying the most repulsive things about these players. And I'm like, yeah. you can't even run around a block. No, no. And it's, it's, you know, it's not even just, you know, it, it's all sports. I think, um, Josiah Gray pitcher for the, uh, for the nationals had people in his DMS after a bad start this week. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's terrible. It's, I don't know where people get the idea that that's okay, but you know, it, <laughs> Are, they'll grow up. It's, it's a lot of young. Well, then I can't even say it's a lot of young kids because I'll go on the Facebook uh, right now and look at a Mets group and it'll be 40, 50 year olds saying nasty things, too. So it's uh, oh my goodness. I guess it's not something you grow out of. I guess it's just a personality trait. But hopefully uh, things change over time. Who knows? You know, there's that cesspooly dynamic of, of social media that, you know, it doesn't <laughs> it's I always it's, just going to be there. You just kind of have to navigate it. I, then again, it's probably just sports in general, because I've, I've watched uh 
you know, family members, old, old guys scream at the TV and say nasty things. But now they have a, a, a way to, to express it on, on the yeah. Internet. Oh, now, now, you, now you got people to listen to you. You don't have to scream at the TV. You can scream into your, you know, you know scream onto your keyboard. And, Cap, caps locked and nasty words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and the nasty words that come out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, forget it. I think they get nastier uh, when they write it down instead of yelling. Dude, it's I'm shocked to see like the Mets are playing better than they have in 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 years, probably a decade plus, and and people almost seem angrier than they've ever been. Oh, when Diaz blew that save, there was a meltdown. Oh, dude, when, when after Adovino tonight, like you know, I think everyone was disappointed. I think that's very valid feeling um, that that game was in the bag, but you know, <laughs> it's just a fucking baseball game. <laughs> like it's you know. <sighs> Eduardo Escobar during that, you know, his, his struggles, uh, forget it. People wanted him gone. Like, it's like, you gotta, people are going to go through some, some slumps. Dom Smith's getting it a lot too. It's, uh, you're not going to have a perfect lineup of everybody playing at either average to above average. You're always going to have good guys, hot and guys cold. And people don't understand that concept. Yeah. And, And I was saying it in the first half, this roster is deep enough that, you know, when when you're going to have those inevitable inevitable ups and downs, there's going to be guys there to pick them up. And even if you know on both sides of the chalk, if the if the pitching staff has a bad night, okay, offense, let's put put eight up and and make it a non-issue. Like there's just so many ways that this team could beat you. It's it's very very fun. And a little little segue, but how about Guillaume this season? Yeah. Oh, he's been so good. You know, Escobar's cold, and here comes Guillaume just hitting the cover off the ball and. So now, like, I'm really thinking about, like, we look at players differently based on uh, how they were brought up, if they're a top prospect, if they're, you know, so a guy like Yorme, I guarantee you, if he was a top prospect and hitting like this, people would be like, this guy's the the, the, the future of the franchise or, or like a, a cornerstone player. But yeah. we really don't look at guys like that when they're not top prospects. And he deserves a fair shake at maybe having a long term role on this team. Oh, absolutely. And I think he's he's been doing his best to earn that over the last few seasons. And all it took was Buck Showalter to say, oh, no, no, this is an important piece for our team. He's going to be front and center. And, you know, all they did was eat, you know, how much money in Cano and say, all right, we really don't need this veteran presence because we have Luis Guillorme. It's just it's a new day. It's a new dawn. Jerry, we we are we are uh, almost out of time. What do you got going on at Dimers.com, man? So we we do a proper chop every uh, every basketball game. Uh, you know, we'll have I'll give a prop. Someone else will give a prop. So that's something to look out for. Uh, I did really well on it. This uh, this playoffs, my parlays <laughs> stunk. I, my lotto tickets that I call them stunk. Uh, it's been a little while since I hit a big bomb. But uh, on the show, I was giving out plus money props almost every day. And my record was really good. I got to find out what my final record is. And now we're going to switch it up and we're going to try to get people more involved. Uh, we're probably going to do something live, maybe. So uh, nice. It's going to be on Dimers, uh, Dimers, it's Dimers Com, uh, their Twitter handle, uh, and that's going to be something to look out for for the the finals. We're going to try to make it interesting. Excellent. Well, I will. Um, I'll be sure to link that in the uh, in the pod description here. And uh, can we count on you to be back next month? We'll we'll, we'll get into uh, I guess how the baseball season's developing, what what we're looking at the football season. I like this little segment we're kind of building in. Anytime you want me, I'm here. <laughs> All right, Parlay J. This is uh, it's my favorite time of the month. <laughs> my brother, appreciate you. All right, man. Hey, um, be well. 
Mets fans, you guys know the sign off. It's let's fucking go Mets. And we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Taryn will be back. We'll have a, uh, another blast. All right. See you guys next time. Peace.